Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. Fans, welcome back for episode 181 of the Working Fans Podcast, where today, the man called Dave, AJ Strangebrew, will be talking the Royal Rumble, and we will be doing round one of wrestling trivia. The last episode of every month is going to be kind of a game show or trivia type segment. But before we get into the Royal Rumble and the trivia Guys, this week we got a proper Jay Briscoe tribute on TNT. And the Jay Briscoe tribute that they filmed came out. Have you watched both yet? No. I watched uh, I, I watched Dynamite. I haven't seen the tribute to Jay Briscoe they did with you're talking about like the they taped the whole tribute up like for Ring of Honor. Yes, that one came out, but they also kind of aired some of it on dynamite at least the oh, video that they had done the video they aired yeah i saw that anything, anything that was on dynamite i saw yeah the video package on, on this game i saw yeah. everything on dynamite yeah the video package was amazing really what i liked about the video package on Dynamite was that it was like a real peek at the human being you know you saw all the pictures with his kids and you really understand that you know that this is not just pro wrestling right this is bigger this is a man's family and when you put that in perspective, to go on later with Jay Lethal and more in particular with Mark Briscoe did was amazing. Jay Lethal clearly in tears as he was coming out, having a hard time. Sanjay Dutt, you can see, giving him the hug. And I liked it. You know, they did it as a straight match. Lethal wasn't being particularly heelish or anything, you know. And just they, the way they got people into it, this crowd was awesome. The way they were responding to everything, you know, like... Even when Jay Lethal hits the Lethal Injection and Mark just rolls out, the crowd gets a standing ovation. Putting Caprice and Riccoboni on commentary, all this was great. And it was really, like you said, the proper tribute that we needed, and I'm glad that we finally got. Would you be surprised down the road? Because obviously we're going to have to do something with the tag titles, and I hate to even bring that up now. Right. But would you be surprised with the way they were building Briscoe this Wednesday? If at some point they go for the emotion and put the Ring of Honor World Championship on Mark Briscoe. I actually talked to somebody who's a wrestling fan who his idea, he said almost like, you know, Kerry Von Eric with Ric Flair. Why not give Mark like that run, even if it's a short run? And I don't know if you need to put the belt on him, but I think out of respect, it almost, and for the career he's had, it would be nice to, at this stage, with Ring of Honor being backed by Tony Khan, owning, to, you know, owning Ring of Honor and AEW, Claudio, like that would be a great world title match, and it might be the match to make for the next pay-per-view. I, I still believe Mark's actually very underrated. I think due I to the fact that he was the brother of Jay, it led to him being kind of left in the shadow a little bit, but when you see his work and you see what he can do, he's as good as anybody they've got in the promotion, so... Two things. One, I think Mark... I actually, before we get into that, Mark and Jay Lethal would make an interesting tag team going forward. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I think they would make a great tag team. And I, to what AJ's saying, I think Mark Briscoe would be a great world champion. I don't have a problem. Claudio 
is the man. So whatever we wanted to do in that situation. But I just want to say, I was reminded of it too, when AJ was talking about how underrated Mark is. I have to say, Caprice and Ian Rukamani, one of the things they brought up, and this is why I really love this announced team what they did when they talked about how mark was actually more of the strategist when he was rolling out of the ring you know the things they do to provide a sense of realism in matches and stuff it's it's great and i love this commentary team for it to me it reminds me a lot of owen and brett in the sense that owen is was such a great technical wrestler strategist and not to take anything away from brett obviously brett is you know one of the greatest of all time but owen just had that next level intelligence to his match and it seems like mark has the same thing definitely now i heard that the match did like over a million views for TNT that night. Mm. So if that number is correct, that is something. Guys, that is not the only big news of the week. We have the Royal Rumble coming up this Saturday. All right, let's talk a little Royal Rumble action. Before we get into this, man, did the trial of Sami Zayn pique your interest for this a little more? Not really. I think that... By the way. Yeah, it's not that I didn't enjoy the trial. I thought it was well done. I thought that it's not really my thing. I thought Paul Heyman yeah. played his part well. Jay Uso was incredible, fantastic. And Sammy and obviously Roman were just in, off the hook. So We don't know if Sammy is going to even be in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the trial was way better than gun family therapy. Absolutely. <laughs> Anything on the planet that I watched this week was better than gun therapy, even Night Court. <laughs> Night Court. Oh, you watched the new Night Court. So, yeah, I, I'm very curious to see where this goes. We'll talk Roman and Kevin Owens first then. Does Sami Zayn play a part in this, I guess, is what I was getting at. Does Kevin Owens have a shot at this? There's no world in which I see Kevin Owens winning this match. Mm -hmm. Not because I don't like Kevin Owens, not because I don't want the title on Kevin Owens. I just don't see it happening. They're not going to take the belts off him going into the biggest events of the year. Yes, I'm looking at it now, and like Wikipedia has it as uh, for the Undisputed Universal uh, Championship. But I do notice the Usos were defending their belts separately now at times. So that's why I was wondering if Kevin, if it was only for one of the titles. I mean, uh, if they came out and said that it was for one of the titles, then yes, I could see it happening. Because at that point, I could see Cody Rhodes challenging for one title and somebody else challenging for the other title. But unless somebody comes out before tomorrow and says, hey, this is only for one title, I don't see it happening. Okay. So I guess what I'm getting at, too, before we get to the rest of this card, and the reason why I'm comparing both of these, Sami Zayn, so popular. I was listening to the Keep It 100 podcast, and their producer, Joe, was in Philadelphia for this, and he talked about how incredible crazy the fans were for Sami, and the ratings were through the roof with Sami. So what I'm getting at is Elimination Chambers in Montreal, right? especially if we take, if we only do this for one, can we see Sami Zayn winning one of these titles? What if, and this is just, this is a crazy thing that I've been thinking about. What if Sammy gets into the Rumble, wins the damn Rumble, and it's Sammy Zayn versus freaking Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? And I know most people would go, that's absolutely insane. Uh, so, but the way Sammy Zayn is getting over right now, yeah. he could actually have a match against whoever at Elimination Chamber yeah. as the setup for it. And he that could, could be Rumble. His shot on the line against Sokola or something, exactly. too. Exactly. Something be huge. simple like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be big business. Yeah. Absolutely. Not, 
if you had asked me six months ago, do you think Sami Zayn would have a chance at winning the Royal Rumble? I would have thought you were absolutely insane. And here's the thing. I say for a long time that Cody Rhodes is the story to make, it's to do. But Sami Zayn has worked so hard. And then when I was like, ah, I'm sorry, Cody, you got injured. Life's not fair. <laughs> but Cody doesn't need the Royal Rumble to be an eligible candidate to face Roman Reigns. Whereas this storyline, if they act like all's forgiven and then Sami comes out and wins the freaking Rumble, it, it's absolutely and, insane. And if you're going to get one of the titles off of Roman beforehand, both of them could be at a potential for they, a title match. And at yeah. that point, they could set up a similar thing to, you might remember this, there was this little incident years ago with the Horseman and Sting, where oh, yeah. Sting got the shot to actually go against Ric Flair. Sami Zayn could win the yeah. Rumble. They come out on Raw the next night. Hey, Sammy, what are you going to do? I, I mean, we know you won the Rumble. You're one of us. You don't want this world title shot. Yeah. They could yeah. do the same thing. And I've heard people speculate too, maybe there's going to be a swerve because everything's been going kind of like what you would think. But I don't see it. Like, I think this is organically building and Sammy's going to be the baby face here. I think he has to be. Or they put Sammy up on, maybe they put him up on Sokoa's shoulders and then Reigns <laughs> is just something original. So, I, I, was, I, said, I think we're in agreement. I think we're in the meantime, safe money's on Roman. By the way, and just one more thing on that segment, too, with the, the trial. You talked about Jay Uso, who was tremendous in that. Just the timing. When Roman says, solo, and he's about to give him that Samoan spike, and it's Jay. Just the way he stops him and the crowd. Like, I was like. Jay is guy, another one. Jay's money. had the nickname now for a couple of years of main event Jay Uso. Mm -hmm. This is a guy who might be getting robbed because I think he really could be main event Jey Uso if they yeah, let him. I would I would love it. But let's get on uh, with this. Uh, another singles match. Alexa Bliss, Bianca Belair, Women's Championship. I, I would Alexa, say... I think Alexa's going to take it. See, this is the... You're a Bliss fan, so maybe this is a little different. This is, I just... I don't, I'm not against Bliss. I just feel like this has been the least built up match out of this. I don't know. I'm not as interested I, in this. I, see, I think they've done pretty good with the Uncle Howdy, with the different mm -hmm. personalities and now her embracing the bad personality instead of what she was doing at first. I didn't like it at first when she's doing the, okay. oh, was that me? Yeah. But I like it when she actually embraces it and like, you know what? I am the baddest person in here. Let's do this. I, I, I'm going to go with Bel Air then. So we can be a little different. I'm, although I wouldn't be surprised because this is a big deal. And really I think it has more to do with what they're pushing with Howdy than yeah. it does to specifically Alexa Bliss. So let's jump right into the next one then. The Mountain Dew pitch black match. I hate the fact it's got Mountain Dew in it, but I do like, I, I'm interested. So Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight. First off, LA Knight, by the way, I think has been stealing the show here a little bit at times with his, you know, with his personality. What do you think about this? And what do you see? How do you see this match going? I think it's got to be LA Knight gets dropped on his head here, unfortunately for him, though. I think both of us have been LA Knight fans all the way back to Eli Drake. But yeah. I, I I love his personality. I think he's fantastic on the mic. He's entertaining. Does he necessarily, the way they're building him, belong in there with Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker? Probably not. But I don't see there's any way Bray Wyatt doesn't walk out with this unless Uncle Howdy really isn't with him. Right. I will ask you this. Is there an actual Mountain Dew pitch black? Is this a product? Yes, there is. Ah. I have some friends who like it. <laughs> another, another drink I'll never drink. That's yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so we're both picking Bray. We're, we're both picking uh, <laughs> working fast podcast. It's tasty. I would like to amend this, actually. Another drink I'll never drink unless they sponsor us. And then, by God, it's yummy. <laughs> Continuing on. Looks like we're going to do the Rumbles. All right, the Women's Rumble. What do you see happening here? Oh, this one's a lot harder to me. Yeah. I'm interested to see if there's any surprises in it. 
because to me, it's not obvious who's going to go over right now. You could see Bailey going over, but do we really want to see another Bailey? We could see Rhonda coming back. So she gets the surprise shot at the person who surprised her. Becky, obviously the way she was laid out, obviously. But yeah, I think there's a lot of surprises in this rumble uh, because I, like we were saying here in the comments here, there's gonna, do they have 30? Not 30 that I can think of on the main roster every week. I think we're going to see a lot of NXT ladies. And my guess is we'll see some, maybe Beth Phoenix comes back. You know, we haven't some, seen Natalia in a while. Yeah. And, I would uh, say if it wasn't for the fact I could see Beth Phoenix coming back and we might be building something, there, I'd say Ripley would be the one to maybe win this. Yeah, but this is this is a harder pick just because nobody's really setting themselves apart. No, but, Ripley has, but I feel like they have other stuff for Ripley. Yeah, that's uh, who's, Charlotte, who's, Char- who's Charlotte defending against at the Royal Rumble? She's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking at it here. There, there is no Charlotte Flair. Yeah. So we'll see what happens to that on SmackDown. I don't know. I, 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 would say, I, I would I would actually have predicted if she didn't get injured this week um, in that horrific parking lot accident to speak of the NXT, Nikita Lyons might have been a good one for the Royal Rumble, <laughs> but unfortunately she got hit by that car and where? Yeah. Shout out to Conor McGregor and Nikita Lyons getting hit by vehicles. Yes. Watch out for the cars, yes. But I don't know. I think, I guess if we're forced to pick one, let's just say we'll pick one for the sake of picking one. I'll go. This is a good one too. Miguel Gonzalez, it's her home, right? In San Antonio, yeah. she's got a lot of fans coming in. I'll go with Becky, though. I'll go with the safe bet. I'll go with Becky. Yeah. That's like she's going to be in the main event. Yeah, part of me just keeps saying Bailey in my head, but I just don't see it. One of the surprises you might see is Naomi. Yeah. Since she hasn't been Absolutely. booked to wrestle anywhere. Just give yeah, I'll make, the, I'll make the pick now. I'm going to go with Raquel Gonzalez. It is her home. Okay. Yeah. I. You know what? I, I kind of can see that. But I just don't think she's ready, so I, won't, I have a hard time doing it. But we'll Her see. versus Charlotte would be a hell of an athletic competition, especially they're the few uh, two of the few ones that are in the same size bracket. Yeah, I think, and she could win it and maybe turn heel, so that would be yeah. interesting. Yeah, I'll also, go with Cal too. I'll go yeah, with Cal. I just think she's a good pick in San Antonio. We did see a Royal Rumble in a San Antonio once upon a time where a boyhood dream came true. Maybe yeah. this is the girlhood dream. So we've only disagreed on one so far. That was Bell or Bliss. Let's see if we're going to disagree on this one. Men's Rumble. Are you going with your Sami Zayn prediction? No, he's my dark horse. I, I have to go with Cody. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> so who's have the one? Because Cody to me is you're doing all these vignettes for him and you're pushing the fact he's getting in there. I think it's got to be, you know, I will time. not be angry if Cody wins. However, I will be ecstatic if Sami Zayn wins. Yeah. Well said. All right, I mean, I think this is the most been the most interesting build out of everything they got going on. This men's rumble, in the sense that I mean, it, I, in fairness, they have not done a good job of telling us all the competitors. In fairness to this card that they have coming up, there is more doubt in some of these matches than a lot of the Royal Rumbles that have gone past, where it, it, there is a lot more up in the air. You see one more person being a standout in the rumble, like maybe someone's going to have, you know, like a lot of eliminations. I think Gunther is a guy to watch out for. They've been very careful how they build him. Yeah, we don't know if Brock's going to be in there either. I think with Brock, uh, yeah. Brock and Lashley could both be in there, and if that's the case, both mm-hmm. of them might have really good showings and they'll like eliminate to see, each other. I'd like to see Gunther eliminate them both, like when they're fighting or something, and then Gunther make it the one with the fast couple. They've done a real good job protecting him with that Intercontinental Championship reign and getting him strong. By the way, somebody who I don't think will go over, but I do think will have a strong showing, believe it or not, Austin Theory. I agree. I think that's it for our rumor predictions then. All right. We got wrestling trivia for you guys this week. We got 
15 questions, so there will be no tie. Okay. And I was going first. To, that's oh. what I was about to say. To keep okay. it in the interest of fairness, I'm going to have you guys pick the question you want, one through 15, so it can't be said that it was slanted towards either of you. How okay. Do you, how would you guys like to decide who goes first? AJ can go first. Okay. Well, I was going to say you can go first, but sure, I'll start it. <laughs> All right. All right. AJ, pick a number one through 15. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to go with question one. Question one, who was the first to hold the Divas Championship? Can we steal? Yes, there's, oh, for the rules of this, everybody in the comments, shut the fuck up. Let (laughs) these guys get it. If one misses and then the other misses, jump in. But otherwise, enjoy the show. All right. First Divas Champion. I'm not positive. Tori Wilson. That is incorrect. Okay. I'm not, I, I don't think this lady would be the first, but she's the one that kind of I think of all the time. Michelle McCool. It is Michelle McCool. Ah. Yeah, I knew like her and Layla. I remember they'd had like that co for a while. You know I was thinking in that same ballpark, it was those that group there, but. It's like the first to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There, and there's going to be a variety of difficulties too. Okay. I started with luckily one of the easier ones. So, Dave, what one would you like next? Let's go odd numbers. Let's go three. Three? Yeah. Wrestle Kingdom happens on what day every year? January 4th. January 4th. You got me with one of the few (laughs) Silent Japan. I know that. I'm a stickler for dates, whatever it is in my brain. So, I remember that stuff. (laughs) That was actually one of the ones I knew too. The New Japan questions. Well, WCW back in the day would. Mixed stuff with New Japan. And I was such a fucking mark for that stuff. I just loved it. And I always remember, even then, like, oh, January 4th. Like, it, just, it was always in my head. And then years later, when I started watching New Japan with you a little bit, I remember January 4th. Like, what the fuck is with that? And I'm like, oh, January 4th was their big card before Wrestle Kingdom got established. So right, right. It's always been a January 4th thing. Yeah. So. All right, AJ, what question would you like? Oh, I'm going to stick with Odd. I'll go with number two. <laughs> Number two, what is Ring of Honor's year-end show? Oh, just freaking, oh my God. Why am I going blank? I cannot think of it. Dave, it's on you. Uh, I, I I, know what Ring of Honor events there uh, is, is in my mind, but I'm pretty sure that's in April. So, uh, God, I can't think of the one they just did, the name of it. You know, I remember Dog Comedy. I'm going to go Death Before Dishonor. It's not super card one of though, right? I was gonna say I'm the one that smokes weed on the show. <laughs> Is that your final answer, fella? Yeah, because we both carry it, so we know that we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that that's a it's final battle. Oh, final, final battle! Battle, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Believe me, there are gonna be some technicalities with the language because I thought you could confuse like biggest show of the year with year end show. I thought Super Card of Honor is the one I think is the biggest event, but right when you said year end, I knew you didn't mean Super Card of Honor, so I'm like, oh, I shit. knew Super Card of Honor wasn't in December, so I was. Yeah. That's uh, not the last tricky question I got for you. It is. So let's mix it up. I'll I'll take an even number. I'll go with four. Four. Yeah. How many Wrestle Kingdoms have been held? 17? That's true. Uh, wow. You saw it somewhere. <laughs> killing, it, killing it on the Japanese. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? All right, AJ, you're up I- I'm going to go with 15. Oh. Ooh, well, good luck. <laughs> I feel like he's getting bad breaks here, too. <laughs> what does IWGP stand oh, for? I don't know this, but I think we can figure it out. Oh. 
I think I got it figured out. International Wrestling Grand Prix. Yeah. Wow. I did agree. not think you would get it. I agree. He got it. Yeah. Okay. No, he was right. Yeah. 100%. That's right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You got to remember, AJ and I were Marks. Like, not so much like the current New Japan, but the WCW when those yeah. titles would come oh, over. No, one of my favorite wrestlers when we were teenagers was Kensuke Sasaki. Yeah. I loved him. Tatsumi Fujinami would come over. Oh, Masa Chono, All that stuff. Yeah. Masa My Hero Chono. Yes. Yes. Eric Bischoff forever. Number five. So, number five, who held the longest WWF Women's Championship reign? Ooh. The longest Women's Championship. Wait a minute. WWF. Well, the longest one in history, <laughs> without a doubt. I don't know what you guys have. Should be fabulous more. Is that your answer? That is my answer. Then you were correct. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to play off the um, technicality that most of her reign was not under the WWF. Anyway, it was a. I'm like, yeah. she still. Oh wait, that'll come into. Play oh wow, and it's not going to get more difficult. Glad I'm going. To, I'm getting a lot of good ones. <laughs> I, I was thinking the same thing you were. I was like, Moolah is definitely it, but yeah. are they playing off the wording? Right. No. So um, yeah, AJ, I'll go so with fourteen. Fourteen. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Name the three wrestlers that are in bands in AEW. Oh wow! Three wrestlers that are in bands that are in AEW. Yes. Okay. Let's see here. Three wrestlers that are in bands. Oh, this is a good one. Let's see. I'm going to go with... If it helps, um, they are all in fact. No, no, no. I, I, I have some people in mind, and I'm freaking just trying to clear them up real quick. Why? I hate it when I go blank, and I think I actually I like know. one of mine. Okay. I'll go with Sammy Guevara. Who else is in factions right now? Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Sounds like a band guy to me. And I don't know. Christ. Yeah, I got nothing. Okay. Actually, because he he didn't mean to do it, he gave me one of them that I forgot. There was an obvious one. Jericho. Brody King. Oh, yeah. Brody King's the other one. Third one. That's where you kind of got me a little stumped here. They um, brought it up from time to time. What was the second one you said? Brody King. I didn't. Yeah, I would have never known he was. Oh, wait player. a minute. Oh, shit. Okay, okay, okay. Buffalo, it's fucking... He's the bigger of the two. Oh, Butcher. Dude, or is it, Bla- it. With Butcher? Yeah. So, <laughs> funny th- the funny thing is, now that you actually said the Butcher, I've heard yeah. the Butcher's been a band. Yeah. Jericho, I would have had no chance with Brody King ever. No, and it's funny. I knew Brody because of an episode where he was on uh, Talk is Jericho. But I was blanking out on Jericho. He was such the obvious choice. I don't think I we think about. They have all been mentioned at some point on TV. Brody yeah. King is the lead singer for death metal band God's Hate. The Butcher is Andy Williams, and he is one of the guitarists in Buffalo yeah. Band. Every time I die, and Jericho obviously is the lead singer. Ozzy. Of Ozzy. Yeah, yeah. So no, Sammy Cavaro. No, <laughs> you said that. That's what me off. That's like, oh, and then I couldn't believe. It. I just, I don't know why. But yeah, when you said that, I was like, oh yeah. Dave, it is your turn. All right, did we do six yet? I don't remember. You have not done six. So Let's do six. Kerry Morton. Yep. Is a blank generation wrestler. Uh, he's a third. His father was a wrestler, and obviously and- Morton's father was a wrestler too. There yeah. you go. He is a third generation. His wrestler. father was a referee. Is that, was he a referee? 
Paul, Paul Morton spent most of his career as a referee. Did he wrestle a little bit too? He may have wrestled also, but he spent yeah. the bulk of his career as a referee. Robert Gibson's dad a referee too, or is that something else? His brother was a wrestler before him. I don't believe his father. I think was. the father actually wrestled on on for the for them also. Yeah. I could be wrong. I wouldn't Man. be surprised. Now, AJ. I can't believe you got that one. I get who the freaking band members are to freaking. <laughs> Which, by this way, is, this you is know why I had you guys pick numbers because yeah, I, I had these listed out and I'm I, like, ooh, there's no. No, hats off. You've done this the most fairly, but it, no, 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 no. It's fair as possible. I, like wrestling it's fair as possible. I just couldn't believe my dumb luck. Wrestling music is absolutely his weakest game, if you know AJ. Like, he does not pay attention to socks. He hates. Do not give a damn about wrestling music. Yeah. I wasn't um, trying to go too difficult, but I didn't want to give you guys the same stand. No, no, no. This is good. This is good. No, please. It's fun. Take 13. Lucky number 13. There you go. 13. This wrestling territory was initially started by Leroy McGurk. Oh, God. Uh, you, uh, uh, Mid-South. Mid-South is correct. Yeah, good man. I was blanking out on that a little bit. I knew, all right, McGurk. Jim Ross had those stories about McGurk and stuff. Yeah. Yep. yeah if we keep questions like Calvary. that, this is going to go very well. <laughs> all right, number seven. <laughs> Ooh, number seven. What 80s legend wrestled as Super Machine in Japan? <laughs> okay. So Giant Machine was Andre the Giant. Super Machine... Would have had to have been Super Destroyer, which would be Bill Eady, who was also Demolition Axe. Final answer. Well, we're going to Google this because apparently I might have the wrong answer. Okay. <laughs> but there was three of them, so I could be missing one here. Because there was Giant Machine, Super Machine. Oh, the other one could be... Um... Nope, you are correct. Super Machine yeah. was Bill Eady. I had yeah. the answer written down as Andre the Giant. So. No, that was Giant Machine. Giant Machine. Yeah. You yeah. got one over on us. <laughs> yeah, I actually knew it right away. That's why I was sitting here going, come on, come on. All right, AJ? Who was the third member, by the way? We'll have to look that up later. That's what I'm going yeah, That might be a good question for next month. Yeah, well, now we'll look at right, The third so- one alternated, too. Yeah. Well, they would do, like, Piper Machine. We're, we're getting away from this, but yeah. All right, well, Dave, since you have such a commanding lead, yeah. and there was a question that both of you did not get the answer to, we are going to let AJ get first crack on the remaining questions. Sure. That's good. All right. So, AJ, true or false, Adam Cole was a member of the kingdom. True. Yeah. All right. True or false, WWF was once a part of the NWF. True. You're right. I was going to say false because I thought it no. was the WWW. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is right. <laughs> AJ knows that now. It's the right, we'll, we'll give now, that hold to on him. a second. Hold on a second, because technically, when Vince McMahon bought the company, until he actually switched it over, he bought a company that was part of the NWA. I thought it well, left the NWA. I did leave already. It's fine. Before. They would actually the NWA from start. Now here's the reason why I went with True. Because, what's her name there? The women's champion, Mula. She was not the longest reigning WWF champion. She was barely a WWF champion. So you would have to recognize her WWF, which means we combine the lineage, which is why I went with True. You know, you argued it, and you know enough that I will let that (laughs) trick question go. In future sessions, though, I will probably be a little more stringent. Worldwide. And, and that, and, yeah, and that's completely understandable. Like I said, the only reason it threw me off was because of uh, Moolah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. no, the, there was a trick question in there for you. Who won the first Royal Rumble? Oh. <laughs> I know this. Big, Big John Stud. So that's a trick. Oh no, question. I saw Jim Duggan. Yeah, <laughs> he's right. It's Duggan. Unless there's an arena show somewhere. I I, I can't give it to you because you did the stud so early, but. You know, good call on that. So it's Jim Duggan. I, I remembered afterwards that there was the show before it actually became yeah. USA yeah. Royal Rumble. Yeah. All right. I believe that was actually in Massachusetts, too. I don't think so. That's uh, King of the Ring. I would say or... New York. I thought it was Florida. So hold on. It know. could be Florida. Now, true or false, Lance Von Erich wrestled in the Pacific Northwest. If only there was a book with... we could read that would give I, us this I am actually going to go... With true, it is true. He was sent up to the Pacific Northwest while they waited to develop the Lance von Erich character. So yeah. he yeah. knew he was going to be that cousin, but that's where he went to get seasoned. And I believe yeah, they he felt that he needed Scott work Simpson before coming down. Shout out to Vinnie Barry, author of Lance by Chance. All right, so we have. I was going to say I, I've got to have closed up some ground here, by <laughs> you have you have you were down by two. Yeah. You have one question left. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you this question, and then I'm going to see if I can come up with a question for you to tie with. Or actually, Dave, do you have a wrestling trivia question kicking around in your head? Oh, wow. We'll give it, come up with one while I ask AJ this last question, and then AJ's chance to tie will be if he can answer your question. Yeah, Dave's going to ask me who is responsible for stuffing Alex Wright's shorts. <laughs> well, true or false, John Cena has been an intercontinental champion. False. You are correct. He was a, a very good U.S. champion, but never an intercontinental champion. Yeah, so we are one question down. Do well, you, yeah. yeah, do you have a... I was going to say, I'm all right with Dave winning. I don't mind losing by one, but that's uh, but we can do this. Let's... I got one. All okay. right. Good question. What was the first match... On the first ever SummerSlam pay-per-view. Oh, God. Dave digging in the crates for an old fan. I know this. I know this. You guys can look it up afterwards. I'm not even looking it up. This is by memory. Coco Beware versus the Warlord. I don't know. He's fucking close. You want to look it up, Joe? Okay. First SummerSlam. So what is that? 80? Should be 88. SummerSlam. Yep. First match on the card. You're very close. I think I got Coco. I just can't remember who he wrestled. Yeah. Hopefully not the police. <laughs> All right, so an event results. That's what I was looking for. I don't know about dark matches, but this was the first match on the pay-per-view. Ooh, that's a good question because I'm using Gabe's favorite source, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. And I'm not I'm not used to reading such allegations. I'll tell you, I'll get up there. I, I'm very familiar with this tremendous website. <laughs> Are we talking Rick Rude versus the Junkyard Dog? Nope. <laughs> Is that the Powers of Pain defeated the Bolsheviks? Oh, so actually, you know what? We're not going to, because Wikipedia has this listed totally different than I remember it. But the match is on there. It was Big Boss Man, Coco Beware. So I'll tell you what. I'll do one more. I have I'd another like one. Say, I'd like to say the funny thing is I actually, when I changed my answer again, I yeah. said Boss Man versus Coco. Well, I was fine. So you know what? Since all the confusion, even though go watch the Coliseum video, I swear that's wrong. No way. Wikipedia came up with something that wasn't facts. I don't believe this. <laughs> A little weird. 
I, you know why I know this one? Because I actually answered this trivia question on another game we did. Many, I know many you years. brought it up when we went to see Post Live. So I'm like, oh, Dave knows this one. I do. So, but I'll give you one that I, I could joke and look up to. I, I actually know this. this is a very random one. AJ, what was the WrestleMania 9 dark match? Oh, Christ. Nine was Caesar Palace, right? Yep. Freaking A. What's the match that we see on TV? Yeah. Because this has gotten kind of promoted before, too. It's been on a few specials because of random stuff they were doing. I don't know. Rick Martel versus Tito Santana. Of course. <laughs> Close. Tito Santana versus yeah. Papa Shanga. Oh, Christ. So I got one of the two again. You did, Great. yeah. Uh, no, right, well, Dave won this one. Great job, Dave. AJ fought valiantly, and hopefully we can keep up the same format going forward. We will have more questions for you next month at the end of February. But guys, next week, we'll probably do a little Royal Rumble review, and then you guys will start talking 1986. I'd like to point out me and Dave went undefeated versus New Japan. <laughs> in trivia. You did. I thought for sure the International Wrestling Grand Prix was going to get you. I imagine that AJ might have ended up with how many Wrestle Kingdoms were there. So it, this was a good round. Thankfully, the questions weren't too hard. I don't bet. Oh, I should have wanted to stump this. <laughs> if you have any suggestions for wrestling trivia questions, send them to us either in comments or through the email workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. Check out the YouTube. We are doing shorts every day. Read about the Northern Wrestling Federation in the book presented by Russellville.com, the, the Pro, Pro Wrestling Fault, Volume 2. Hear the story of Roger Ruffin, the man who trained Carl Anderson, Anderson the Monster Abyss, Jordan Clearwater, Chris Harrison, Jillian Hall. Plus 45 other short stories, including Jazz, Bobby Eaton, Kamala, Thunder Rosa, Mario Mancini, Scott Casey, PJ Black, Carrie Morton, Sal Renaro, Jeremiah Plunkett, Colby Carino, Bam Bam Malone, and many others. Get your book today at Russellville.com. Russellville. It's where wrestling lives. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Working Fans Podcast Royal Rumble Review. Let's talk about the Royal Rumble first. I'm going to talk about, well, actually, I'll tell you what. What do you remember from this Royal Rumble, this first match? What, did, what were your thoughts on it? Let's see. I, the big men coming in about midway was a nice thing when it was like Brock, Lashley, Gunther was already in there. I think you had right. Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. So that collision of worlds was a nice touch there. Yeah. And so, like, I got some notes down, right? Because I was thinking, like, so much happened. Edge and the Judgment Day stuff, right? That was in the middle of the Rumble. Beth Phoenix, Spear, and Ripley was a part of that. And then that would play a part later because you see Ripley, she would be selling the ribs when she was on her way down. We had Booker T make a surprise cameo who looked in great shape for in his 50s here. Lesnar and Lashley, like you talked about. Booker T looked good, but it was like he did the one move. Yes. And I'm like, ooh, like they should have just kept it to that. Because then I think when he did a, a second one, I'm like, all right, he looks good in the ring. Yes. But it's like they should have limited it. I remember enjoying that because I definitely popped for him coming out. Yeah, Booker to me is one of those guys. Booker and Edge are like two of my favorites. So seeing them in the room was cool for me. Gunther's also one of my favorites. Seeing him get not only treated like a big man, but also like the Iron Man going coast to coast to one to 30. 
was just awesome. Like, I love how we treated Gunther. I love how well he's been doing since coming up to the main roster. Coincidentally, when Triple H took over creative, maybe. But regardless, pretty cool that, you know, this guy's getting the run he's getting right now. The Intercontinental title has felt more important than it has in years. Logan Paul showing up with Ricochet, that little highlight where they springboard from top of each other. Logan Paul getting rid of Seth Rollins, which looks like is setting up to a WrestleMania match. I thought they did so much stuff here. I really, I thought this was a nice hot start. I really enjoyed it. And ultimately, Cody Rhodes coming out on top, looking strong, talking about afterwards in the press conference, a memory. This is something he wanted. This is his top moment in wrestling. He saw it in another interview with Ari Hawani, too. Basically, his top three moments. Uh, and I'm surprised he said this because he mentions AEW too, but he said that his top three moments are this World Rumble win, coming back at WrestleMania, and basically all in because he said that was like the Woodstock of pro wrestling. And he said he feels like a lot of those fans are with him right now. And seeing how hot, you know, this makes Cody, this story and everything, but then knowing that it's only a part of it, right? Because then we're going to get on to later in the show. And that's where the fucking mega heat really comes from but i thought this was a nice start yeah it was a very good start i mean there were like you said a lot of storylines leading into the leading into wrestlemania and i like the way a lot of things were stacked i'm glad you took notes because i tried watching this just as a fan and at least at this part of the show i was i was still into it and very energetic now before we get into the other four matches on this show. All right. Yes. So we're back. And like you said, the other matches, it, <laughs> it was interesting because, like I said, I thought we started off hot and great. And then we went to the pitch black match. Which Bray wasn't Wyatt, bad. It wasn't bad. Bray Wyatt, who was the hottest character back in October when he came back. L.A. Knight, who I think has maybe even outshined Bray a little bit in this feud. Just because they're really letting him talk. But this wasn't anything... Actually, you know what? I will say this for everybody who didn't like this or did like this. I thought it was almost a perfect position of it because it was right after that long rumble, short and sweet. From a pro wrestling fan, not sure of the logistics of like what this was. It was like a glow in the dark match. You know what I mean? Like he's a uh, black light cool. match. Yeah, sure. He's wearing neon green tights. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. Well, yeah, that's what made the lights they use made all the colors pop. And it also made Bray's makeup come out out of it. Right. Now, this was the perfect spot for this because the only other match that could have gone in this spot would have been the ladies' titles match. Right. And I don't think you want to demean that title. I mean, you didn't do it many favors putting it after this match on this show. Right. But, I mean, it everything kind of went where it had to. Yeah, I would say, I mean, you could argue the Women's Rumble could have gone on first. I thought it was nice for them to get the co-main event spot. But I thought the Women's Rumble, as we'll get to later, thought, started off a little slow. And the crowd was a little slow. But it built up nicely. So, but whereas the men had so much different stuff going on, it would have been interesting if they had just flip-flopped those. But, I again, this was what it was. I thought Bray getting the win here. We see Uncle Howdy with a big high spot after the match is over, going through LA Knight on a rampway. But a big dive, and then we see he went I through actually, something. I think he missed LA night because when I saw him jump, I'm like, Where did he go? A few people almost ate shit. We didn't even talk about Pat McAfee starts off this show, too. Michael Cole sounds genuinely surprised to see him if he did not know he was coming. Good on him because, like, he sold it well. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, thank God there was that producer there to hold the chair when Pat McAfee gets up on it because he almost ate shit. 
minutes yes. into the broadcast. Yes, minutes into the run, he almost fell. And maybe Uncle Howdy did too. <laughs> but very interesting. We saw some of the other fun fa- uh, flyer, flyer five. Daniel Backley from Cage My IQ checking in. What's up, Daniel? Talking about Royal Rumble last night. And yeah, we saw some of the other Funhouse characters show up uh, at the end of this. And I'll be interested to see if we see more of this. Which, again, let's brush it. Let's go right into the next match. Alexa Bush, Bianca Belair. Again, to me, it kind of was what it was. But I was feeling, for me personally, I was feeling the length a little bit at this time. Right? And I thought Bianca won. And then at the end of it, you know, we got the whole, you know, the character where Uncle Howdy shows up again and we're teasing Alexa Bliss maybe being part of this. Interesting, but there was just bigger fish to fry on this pay-per-view. Let's yeah, Dan- Daniel going back asking thoughts on the mask that Bray put on after he won. Cool look. Bray's the master of the look, right? Like he's definitely got that whole horror movie type thing down. What do you think? You're a fan of horror. Like, What do you think of like? Uh, he's worked with horror makeup artist and special effects guy tom savini on his mask so i mean i wasn't blown out of the water by this mask but it was a cool addition i like how he's changing things up and keeping it fresh daniel saying he put a red mask on like i said we're gonna speed through some of this and we have read the woman's rumble but Trust me, we're going to talk a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, because we had a sponsor. We had the men's rumble. We had a sponsorship match. We had a ladies' championship yes. match. And then yes. we got to the ladies' rumble, which. What do you think? It, it was all right. I mean, it probably would have been better earlier because, like you said, it was slow moving. Right. There were, there were less exciting things in it. I mean, maybe I think the most exciting things were. Oh, Daniel Backley saying women's title match was boring and short, in his opinion. I thought for the women's rumble, like Chelsea Green was a cool surprise. Eliminated early. I hope that leads to something with her character. Nia Jax coming back. Cool enough. Like it was good to see Roxanne Perez in there. I wasn't overly won over by this rumble. Like by this time I was kind of tired and I'm like, can we just get the main event on? Good enough. It was good to see Ripley win. Here's some stuff I liked. uh, I like you, Chelsea Green. You know, it's interesting to see her. I hear she's going to be playing like a Karen type role where she's, you know, like complaining about things. She was complaining as she was on her way there. And then obviously she gets eliminated quick. So that'll be something they do. Let's see what back to this. I felt they dropped the ball with having Raquel win. Ripley could have got the title shot without having win, but that's just me. Okay. So he wanted to see Raquel Rodriguez win there. Yeah, because but- it was, it was like her home state. It would have helped put yeah. her over. I see what he's saying, but. I mean, Ripley was the strongest, the most yeah. likely to win coming into this. Mm-hmm. I think Ripley for me is she's a star in the making, but this solidifies it, right? Like, I think she needs this on her resume, and you're going to build steam towards her WrestleMania match. I think we maybe do something with Beth Phoenix in Montreal, which I think would be great. I think that crowd's I'm wondering be if strong. they have her go up against Charlotte at WrestleMania and maybe try and get that win back from a couple years ago. I think that would be a great thing to do because I think with Bianca, you could do a couple different things, right? You could do the match. Well, I mean, I don't know. what could. I mean, just a couple different things. We'll have to see where they end up going here because is Rousey out of the equation right now? You know, what's Becky going to do at the end of this day? Do we do another Becky-Bianca match? I don't know. I think Rhea Ripley is the main ingredient here, though. Whatever she ends up doing, whether it gets Bianca or Charlotte, that's going to be the most interesting woman's match there. There's some other stuff I want to note here. Michelle McCool 
was back briefly. Uh, she was in the audience. Yeah, maybe the only, what, like legend to get in this? Absolutely. Yeah, former, the first ever Divas champion, as we noted on a recent episode of the Working Fans podcast. Yeah, yeah Friday trivia question came through in the Rumble. Who would have thought? Piper Niven back. That, not Dewdrop. Piper Niven. So she's back as Piper Niven, which I thought that I didn't even catch that. I noticed that during the broadcast, I believe it was Pat McAfee might have briefly called her Viper or she was referred to as a Viper in some sense. Yeah. And that was her name prior to WWE. So it's yes. great that they at least gave her the WWE name. back. Yes. And they also this commentary team, I think, was having fun with a lot of stuff, too. And like, because they kept kind of joking, like, will she drop someone in? I hope she does. Do she? You know, like they kept referencing do drop a lot, which I thought was okay. They're kind of having fun. They're laughing at this. And I kind of like that from the commentary team. I thought the commentary team was great. all night. Well, that was one thing you and me had texted back and forth about, because just that afternoon we had recorded some commentary. And then just sitting there and listening to them do the commentary. It was amazing how smooth they were how they're able to have fun in the moment, but still do what's ahead of them. And I just envied their comfortability in that spot. Absolutely. And it's three people too, especially if you think they really didn't know McAfee was going to be there, which I have a hard time believing, but if they didn't, God bless them. Yeah. Back agrees with us. He liked to back and forth between Graves and McAfee. Um, I thought they were great together. So like, before we get to this awesome main event and even more awesome angle afterwards, we did have a shitty concert in between no offense to anyone at Van Hardy, but what a bad time to put a concert. This is a long show, and at 11-something, we're going with this concert. Now, you open with this, or you put it on the pre-show. And it's especially weird that you would do it between the Women's Rumble in the main event and set the stage in the ring. So yeah. you're not only creating load-up time that you're going to have to take the ropes down, put the drum riser on there, put all yeah. the amps in the ring, but then you're creating a situation where you have to get them out of the ring. Yeah. And if you're thinking by that time, it's probably what, 11, 1130. Mm -hmm. So you, you don't need that extra work on top of things. And that definitely slowed things down. When we didn't get that concert early on, I figured they just cut it. I was hoping they. Yeah. Yeah, they did not. <laughs> and this was, for WWE, this was some of the worst live music performing ever. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was heavier country. It would, it should be not bad, but it was garbage in its spot. I think people might have been a little more forgiving earlier in the Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, this is the worst time you could have put it. Main event, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns. Now... The fact that they put this on last, which we were setting up the angle for, was good because it made me actually think that Kevin Owens might have had a shot here. You know, I was still favoring heavy with Roman, but as this match was going on, when Kevin, I'm sorry, when Roman is looking for that chair, you know, and Sammy's like hesitating to give him that chair. And then there's that one point where Owens hits the stunner. It was like, oh, man, you could do that, and then you could set this up where Roman's going to beat up Sammy. Didn't happen. Roman kicks out. Everybody is so good here. We're going to talk more about this as we get to the angle. But Paul Heyman, as he's like, Sammy, Sammy, get the chair. What are you doing? The tribal chief is asking for that chair. And, uh, so, let's see, back he's in the comments. He's talking about Jey Uso posts on Instagram. Well, first, he's yeah. saying the concert would have been better had they done it after the Mountain Dew match. Sure. And then here's the con the Jey Uso comment you were talking about. Yes. 
Um, I didn't know he had a post on it. He did. We'll, we'll address that at the end because we'll go in a little storyline here. So at this point, the match, you know, is heating up. We get the ref bump. Roman's looking again for that chair. And Sammy gives it to him, but he hesitates. And finally, Roman ends up in control. He spears Kevin Owens outside through a barrier. And then he takes he takes Kevin's head. And it absolutely looks painful. How Kevin takes this, I don't know. But he takes his head and he slams him, and Kevin Owens is basically going to back bump right on the stairs. And, you know, I got to think, you know, he's holding the back. Lucky doesn't probably break his hands. Uh, it looks absolutely brutal. He does it twice. He gets him back in the ring. He looks out of it. Kevin slaps him in the face, and then, bam, Roman hits that spear, finally gets the pin, and it's over. And as back we said, Zane was just was going to give up on Kevin. I actually thought, I was wondering, too, are they going to do something where – Roman, like Sammy throws in a towel somehow for Kevin or, you know, tries to stop it. But they did it. So we did, and then the beatdown comes, right? Now, before we get to the beatdown, Joe, did you have anything about this match you want to add? No, it was a good match. I mean, by this time, I was just tired. Like, right. I was enjoying the match, but knowing that something was coming after this, I was just waiting for whatever was going to come because they basically, everything made you feel that this was like the final chapter of right this partnership up to this point yes and i it's funny talking to people about this and i feel the same way you too like people were either enjoying the show or was solid or you were starting to feel the fatigue of this event and then that's when this after the show was over that angles would took it to another level and at this point now here come the usos here comes sokoa right and we're beating down Kevin, we're beating him down. He's getting double super kicked after double super kick. He's getting Samoan spiked. And Roman's looking at Paul and he's like, you know, he wants some handcuffs. And Paul's like, Tribal Chief wants handcuffs. I deliver it. He's handed out multiple. And Roman is just such a classic heel here. You know, he's rubbing his hands together. He's smiling and they're tying up Kevin and they're beating him down some more. And then finally, he's going to get the chair. And that's when Sammy's had enough. And you can just feel this crowd, right? They're reacting. They're not, Sammy hasn't even grabbed it. He just got in front of them. They're, they're pumped. They want Sammy to do something here. And Sammy, almost typically still in the same character, right? He's using his head. He's like, you're beneath this. You don't need to do this, right? He's trying to talk him out. It's a sensible kind of way that Sammy would do. Everything makes sense with this main event, this storyline. And Roman is like frustrated. He's like, yeah, you're right. It is. You do it. You do it. And you hear Paulie, Smooley. Smooly, this is your chance, right? I love how Paul calls him. And Sammy doesn't want to do it. And there's that hesitation and that thing. Like people are almost expecting to hit Roman in the back like the shield. And he doesn't do it yet. And then you see Roman just starts pie-facing them. What are you crying? We don't cry in the bloodline. What are you doing? And, you know, the Usos are like, come on, Sammy. And then finally, Roman turns his back again. Sammy hits Roman. And at that point, Joe, I think you'd be... That was the massive fucking pop, right? That's when this story turned to another level. And <laughs> Backy points out, Roman should have known his better turns back on a chair, just like before with the shield. So that's it. And now this is to me, personally, where the story gets even that, I think you talked about last night at text where they added another layer, right? This is where yeah. it gets right. Jimmy Uso, who accepted Sammy right away, almost on a superficial level, looking back at it now. Wasn't right? it Jay Uso? No, no. Jay's the one who didn't want Oh, he's the one that was won over by him. Right, right, right. Yeah. Jimmy wouldn't accept accepted him a might. Yeah, see, he's talking about that now. So Jimmy like is immediately like, nope, kicks him in the head. You know, he's pissed off, you know, and he's beating him down. 
and you were supposed to be my brother. What's the matter with you? And then, right, so then Sokolo here, too. Solo grabs Jimmy off and just hits Sammy with a swollen spike. And Paul Heyman is selling the shit out of this right now. Like He actually looks legitimately scared. And at this point, you see Jay. He's not moving. He's not doing anything. And the crowd is reacting. They want Jay to, you know, get involved here. Because Jay's, like, now on a very real level. We go back to uh, where Jay said one time, I don't give a damn what the travel chief says, right? Yeah. And other segments. Uh, Jay was always the one. He's kind of his own man. And that's what he was. So when Sammy finally won him over, Jay didn't want to just turn on. This was conflicting for Jay. Jay doesn't want to go against his face, so Jay just gets out. And he walks away, and he looks heartbroken. And now Roman, he's just pissed off. Like, where the fuck are you going? He's Now he's going to take us to Sammy. But not, like... Almost not in a sincere way. He's saying, you you ruined my family. He's just, like, pissed, like, you know, you know, you're know, embarrassed. Like, that's supposed to be one of my boys who has my back, you know? I yeah. And he's just beating down Sammy some more. And this crowd, fuck you, Roman, right? And they're going in on it. And now this is giving me vibes of almost old NWO, like, when Hogan turned here. and Because, you know, it's not garbage in the ring. But it's the flowers, the lay in the ring there. But then Roman, as they're down F you, right, he does that thing where he just takes the Parts of the flowers and the light just drops it on Sammy. All right. He's just like, I don't give a shit about what you people think. There's your guy. And I thought this was excellent. Yeah. At the end of this and to Backley's point here, do we get a bloodline civil war? I literally just saw Sammy breaking off and going maybe with Kevin. And now that it could be possibly, you know, Sammy, Jay and Kevin, you could I was looking at it at that moment. I'm like, you could mm-hmm. very well do like a six man match here yep. and have solo Jimmy and Roman versus these three, you know, maybe even make it smaller. Find what's going to happen with the tag team championships sure. now. Cause I thought for sure it would be Usos versus Sammy and Kevin at mania. I think we get there. And here's, I think I heard Brian Alvarez says he thinks they might do Sammy and Roman and Montreal and Jay Uso comes out. After weeks of kind of like being conflicted, he ends up, he's got his family's back, right? And he turns on Sammy, and that sets up Sammy and Kevin against the Usos for Mania. I'm going to put a little spin on that, though. I say he comes out, they continue this, though, right? Where Jay's conflicted, and there's an accident that happens where they lose, and Sammy doesn't get the belt. And it leads into this WrestleMania match still, where Sammy and Kevin eventually win, but Jay may even cost Roman the title against Cody later on. Like, you could still build to this Jay Roman. There's so many different things you can go here. You like, back, we talk about Civil War. And well, let's, let's bring up the comment that he's talking about. The people can't see it here. Yeah. Jay walks out on Jimmy. Yeah. It, yeah, you've got so many, like, things possibly ahead of you that... Excellent. Yeah. I, is there anything else you want to say about the Rumble? Because... You know, I'm I know AJ's gonna probably want to talk about it a little bit on Friday, but I think an interesting segment for you guys on Friday are what mania matches do we see emerging from this rumble? Yeah, absolutely. We could talk about that and I'll just add one more thing here too. Just a question for you two. In your opinion, is this the hottest storyline WWE has had in the last decade that comes to mind? No, oh, no question. This is the best thing they've had. It came at an opportune time when, you know, maybe AEW was starting to face a little more public scrutiny and where sometimes their storytelling is falling off. This is the most 
solid thing WWE has brought us. Yeah. Exactly. Big fan of that Logan Paul ricochet spot. And, you know, hey, guys, we're happy to just sit here and talk a little Royal Rumble with you today. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 